If, imagine if every race tomorrow said nobody do business with blacks. Mm, what what would we do? Yeah, what would we do? Like, what would we actually do? Mm -hmm. You would realize so much stuff we don't have. Yeah. Fucking microwave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's so much stuff we do not have. A car. Yeah. Yeah, a car. Enough yeah. mechanics to deal with some of the big, dusty cars we like to drive. Yeah. Welcome back to another episode of the Black is the New Rich podcast. And this is a highly anticipated episode that's about to go down. I've been waiting for this person for months to come up, to come down because he has a very interesting perspective on life. And it's raw, it's uncut, it, sometimes it hurts, but it's what we need to hear. But I don't want to keep on speaking too much. Can you please introduce yourself? My guy, thank you so much for having me. My name is Junior Ofori, uh, CEO and owner of Alphabet Financial. Uh, what we currently do is we're in business development mm -hmm. and we have two avenues that we focus on in our terms of business development. We develop mobile apps for smaller businesses, allow them to scale with, with using these tools and uh, a loyalty management software mm -hmm. where they can um, offer uh, their customers points for anything that they find valuable. Oh, so we just have these tools to help small businesses operate like big, big businesses. Dope, dope, yeah. dope. So for the people that don't know, I've known you for a long time, <laughs> a long time. <laughs> Go and, way back. Yeah, way back. <laughs> and I've seen different, uh, you be a part of different business ventures. I've seen you disappear for a little while. Yeah. Just take us back and uh, the lead up to where you're at now. So, um, Obviously, just like any, any any other young young man, you start off very athletic. Yeah, you know how it was with ball. We grew up in Mississauga. You yeah. you're, you're you're part of the Wolf Pack, part of Woodlands. You know, so basketball was everything for us. But um, at a young age, I started working early. Mm -hmm. So um, I think by the time I was in grade six, grade seven, I was pretty much the same height I am now. Like oh, I, I grew very quick. So yeah. I was like five nine right quick. away. And I, I went to a private school for a bit. And at that time, my pops was working at an exporting company. Mm -hmm. And I would go there every Friday because in that school that I went to, every Friday we had a half day. Yeah. So what I did was my dad would come pick me up after school and then we'll go over there. Mm -hmm. So what would end up happening was I would just sit there for hours. And the guy who owned the spot at that time was like, hey, like, do you want to work? Mm -hmm. Like, you're from huge, then. you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was like, yeah, I want to work. How much are you going to pay me? And he said he was going to pay me $10 an hour. Oh, that time. Yeah. yeah that's big so money. this is like 2004, maybe 2003. Yeah. So like at that time, I was like, $10 an hour. Like, I know. So I had to go find like my cousins who were working at McDonald's, like, what are you guys getting paid? They were getting like six twenty-five or something. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, $10 an hour. Yeah, oh, that's oh. blessed. <laughs> so, so I started working over there and I started making a little bit of money. And at that time, my mom would put some away for school. She would give me a little bit. And mm -hmm. that's when I started um, my, my entrepreneurship journey. Mm -hmm. So what I used to do is um, in my neighborhood, there would be guys who, who lived over there. And I used to take the bus to go home. Mm -hmm. And every time I'll take the bus, I'll stop by the flea market and like pick up some hats, shoes. Yeah. Uh, and always some stuff. been fly. Yeah. <laughs> always been fly. So I would go pick up that stuff and I would literally go into my neighborhood and sell it to the oh, guys who smart. were in the corner. Yeah, so they yeah, would yeah. always be like, yo, like I'll buy the hats for like $15 and I'll sell it to them for like 25 Yeah. 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 So I didn't know what I was doing at that time, awesome. but that's kind of like where it started. Yeah. By the time I was like maybe like 16, I had like a full, full Operation. business. Yeah. Me and my boy Jordan had a whole company called Kickslore. Uh -huh. Where we were big into like sneakers at that time, like we were going to like, um, uh, what what would you see? We play in yeah, places yeah, yeah. like that, and we'll get the shoes in bulk. Like this is before Nike had exclusive contracts and yes, stuff. Yes, yes, so yes. So we were able to get shoes very frequently, yeah. and then we would buy them for a premium, sell them for profit, mm -hmm. and that was kind of how I got into business. Mm -hmm. By the time I was uh, eighteen. Then I got introduced to, like, right when I was going into school, uh, Sheridan Times, mm -hmm. I got introduced to um, uh, a company called ACN. Yes. That was big in the city at the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Major. Yeah. I might I might have a little reason why it was big <laughs> still. So, so at that time, um, there was two gentlemen that came to come see me. One, one, one's name was Michael Yap. Mm -hmm. He's uh, currently in a, a big real estate um broker now okay. and Francois Rudder who's also another big guy in the digital space mm -hmm. um they came to my house and they knew my sister my older sister mm -hmm. came to my house they showed me this plan 
And I saw it and I was like, bro, so you're telling me people do this and they make a million dollars? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's real? Yeah. I couldn't sleep for days. Mm-hmm. I showed my mom this. My mom was like, yeah, like when I came into the country, I did something like this. It was yeah. like Avon. And yeah, I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, it works. So yeah, this yeah. is real. Yeah. And then she was like, yeah, so if you want to go for it, go for it. Mm-hmm. So there was some support there. So I did it. My first year, I was terrible. My second year is when I started to learn. So I started to read. I started to invest myself. I started to really commit to the process. Then I started making a little bit of money. Mm -hmm. By the time my second, the end of my second year came out, then I hit one of the pivotal positions in that company. Yeah. So you're like 19, 20. Yeah, I was like 19, 20. By the time I was 20, I made my first six figures in that company. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So like I remember the first year when I was 19, part-time, I probably made like 30-something K. Yeah. And then the second year, maybe roughly around like 90 something. Yeah. And then after that, it started to get get really good. Jeez. Yeah. So I know that you, I remember that time of life and like you were killing it, but then I didn't see you for a while. Oh, yeah. What happened? I got into some poly. Oh. <laughs> like, I, I, I was like, yo, this guy, where is this guy? So it, it's funny because the pol- the politics of the industry is, is, is just what it is. It's a volunteer army, right? Yeah. So when you're bringing on a big team, at that time I had 4,500 people on my team. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was a and big And that's where squad. you deal with the like, legs, people are under yes. you. As someone leaves, they're taking a They're bar- taking, yeah. They're the te- a piece of your team. Right. So oh. what ended up happening was I know uh, at that time the company was going through some of the things that they were going through with yeah. the FTC and things, things of that nature. So yeah. it was... A shift that happened within the company. Things yeah. were things that we used to do when we would, would get paid X amount for doing so. The activity became a little bit more difficult to do. Okay. So obviously for us, we would accept the challenge and it would be okay. But we saw a big wave of our organization not like those changes and shift away. Okay. And in that time when they shift away, it was it 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 is what it is. Yeah. But we were still doing extremely extremely well. Yeah. But then the last draw was another company had emerged that had a more exciting product that had a lot of, because my team was predominantly young. Yeah. So I had a, a young group. Yeah. And this organization had a lot of young people and they were putting money behind these young people and the, the owners and some of the top executives in that company were really, really involved. Mm-hmm. So it built a level of excitement that we didn't have. Yeah. Because we weren't talking to the top executives. Yeah, there yeah, might have yeah. only been me talking to some of the top executives yeah, because yeah. of the rank that I was at. Yeah. But over there, some people in my organization saw an opportunity and they they kind of just jumped on it. Okay. So when they left, they took almost like 50% of my organization. Ooh. So I went from probably that year making over six figures to pretty much making like nothing. Oh, yeah. So I lost it all. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what was that? One, well, obviously the feeling wasn't too good but i'm more um interested in the bounce back your mindset how to bounce back you see that that was actually the issue because Mm -hmm. i didn't bounce back right away Mm -hmm. it actually took me three two years to really bounce back really the first year and that was the thing that i i always if there's anything that i felt bad about in that situation yeah is was my ability to be like okay it's okay just bounce back and focus on you yeah and i felt sorry for myself Mm, for a while too long Way too long. <laughs> I felt sorry for myself to the point that I didn't even believe that I had the skills that I had built all of that. Oh, I geez. thought I really got lucky. That's how so bad I was on. That was crazy. It man. was crazy. Jeez. And I was going through that rut for almost two years. Yeah. To the point where I remember there was one experience. There was a job that I went to go pick up. Mm-hmm. And at that time, there's, there was nothing wrong with getting a job because I knew what time it was. I had to... I had to sustain. I had mm-hmm. things that I had to pay for. I was living on my own. Yeah. That whole that whole situation. So there was a guy that I met in the place that I got the job. Yeah. And he's like, yo, you're junior of 40, right? And I'm like, yeah. Uh-huh. And he's like, yo, you're you're that ACN guy, you know, with yeah. two whips. Like, yeah, 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 like yeah. what happened? Oh, jeez. Right, ego. And I'm just like, bro, I had to look at him and I'm just like, bro, sometimes you just got to you just got to set yourself back for a major comeback. And yeah, it's, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. And just took it with grace and just kept on working. Mm-hmm. Me and homeboy, we taught like throughout mm-hmm. me working there, we talked all the time. And he was just always so shocked as like how things played out. Yeah. But it was okay for me because I, I knew that I would be okay. Mm-hmm. I knew eventually. Dope, dope. So for the people that don't know, um, I well, I'm super interested in your event space and how you're dealing with it, right? 
And every time that we've um, spoken, like when you talk about real estate, like uh, commercial versus um, residential, you always have an interesting outlook on it. (laughs) (laughs) Not everybody going to agree with me, but hey. And and your event space for people to actually explain your event space for people that don't know. So um, we currently as a company have uh, 11,000 square feet that we currently rent out to business owners. That's just space that they can use for their business mm-hmm. or at first when we started it we'll we'll talk about that whole transition yeah. as to how we got to what it is now cool. so originally the plan was me and my team came together and said we need a space for us yeah we've been in business for a while we have the financials to be able to get the space like let's go out and get a space mm-hmm. what's funny enough was we were actually looking for a space a lot smaller our budget That's was huge. was five thousand square feet okay. we were not looking for anything more than so that. You doubled that <laughs> I'll, I'll explain how we ended up getting there yeah. like we were looking for all of these five thousand square feet spots and all these real estate guys would always give us the side eye yeah. always like what are you gonna do here yeah. <laughs> like this that and we were just getting this whole runaround so yeah. we were just kind of like you know what let me just look and see what's available mm-hmm. then we went up to a whole building that was uh, 11,000 square feet. Yeah. And at that time, we're like, bro, this is a lot. But what's funny enough is I was driving around. I pulled up to the place because I seen where it was. I got the the, um, the address. Yeah. I went over there. I seen the spot. What's funny was I was just looking around. I don't know. Someone just told me to just go over there. Yeah. And I see the guy who, who owns the spot. I didn't know he owned it at the time. Mm-hmm. And somebody's just walking around. And he's like, hey, how may I help you? And I'm like, well, um, I seen this, this on like a listing. Yeah. And I seen that it was... On a listing, off a listing, it seemed like there's a lot going on with this building. Yeah. I would love to see this. If if you're like the neighbor, do you know who owns it? Yeah. And he's like, I own it. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, <laughs> perfect. So yeah. he he kind of lays out. We, we go inside. He's like, you want to see the space? We go inside. We start looking. And he lays out his life for me. Mm-hmm. So like he was, he was in trucking. Uh, he sold his company recently. He plans on retiring in five years. So I'm hearing this and I'm hearing least though. Yeah. Your lease to own. Lease to own. Mm-hmm. Because I know this is a motivated seller. This yeah. is somebody that already has a plan on exit. Yeah. So we start talking and the moment it got down to what he was looking for, we're like, we can do this. Mm-hmm. But I say that just to say that it's funny how sometimes you could play on this level. Yeah. And people will look at you a certain way, but the moment you go up to another frequency, yeah. they don't look at you that way. Uh, what would elaborate? Would you break that down? I thought it was very funny because you would have thought a bigger business. Yeah. Or somebody of that caliber would be more standoffish yes, yes, about yes. me coming to take their space. But yeah. the thing about those guys is they have big expenses. Yeah. So they know that if you're coming over there, you, you have clearly it. have something. Why you're confident enough to come over here and true, ask. True. So it's business. So it's level. business. Okay. So they asked for our credit. They asked for our financials. And they see yeah. They were like, okay, you guys can't handle this. So yeah. that's how we ended up going in there. But we originally, the plan was to go in there as a team. Event space, yeah. Podcast studio, yes, I remember. Um, we had um a, a kitchen yeah. kind of situation, and then we had a bunch of rooms that yeah. were going to be occupied by other people and our team. Mm-hmm. The plan did not play out the way it was supposed to play out. Yeah, because um a lot of people on our team at the time thought that they can handle it, yeah, and they couldn't. It was a lot more. It was a lot. It, it was. I don't even think it was a lot more than it was expected. I think people underestimated their ability to be consistent in something. And this is the thing about business. Sometimes you just got to go into business with people that are of your caliber, that can handle what you can handle. So if me and my business partner, my brother can handle something, we thought our whole team could handle Mm -hmm. it. And it's not always like that. It's not always like that. So we ended up taking majority of of the cost of the building. And what ended up happening was we had to be strategic. We had to pivot. Yeah. And in that pivot meant that, hey, if we can rent the space out to other business owners, yeah, then we can now not only offset what we what we're paying consistently, we could potentially eventually make a profit. So now you have a permanent renter for the main space. Yes. We we pretty much have in terms of occupancy, seventy percent of the building is occupied. Jeez, because uh, when I went in there the last time I was like, wow. Yeah, it's changed. It's changed a lot. (laughs) I know, it changed quick. It's funny. People call us like, oh, I want to do an event in your space. It's like, Uh, you don't know us, bro. If you don't talk to us for three months, just believe everything's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We move quick. Yeah. Don't have time to waste. It was a couple months. Yeah. What it's looking like now is like, geez. Yeah, it was quick. Yeah. 
Even from the moment like we we got the plays yeah. uh, last year and three months later for for it to look like what it looked like in the back to yeah. do the e-proxy and paint the walls yeah. and do all of that. Like it's different. Jeez. Quick. You didn't waste no time. So what was your what, what's your outtake on the residential versus the commercial? Because you went commercial and a lot of people are trying to build generational wealth through residential right now. I think you play in whatever mindset you're open to. Elaborate. When I say that, I mean that if I'm an entrepreneur and I know that I can take a hundred thousand and do something else with it, mm -hmm. I won't put it in a residential property. That's just me. Mm -hmm. Because for me, money has to move. Yeah. And I don't trust them moving my money. Okay. I just don't feel like the system has created enough for me to want to put it there. Yeah, for me, I yeah, for me, I look at it like this. If I'm going to go get something just for the opportunity to borrow, yeah. and I'd rather put that into buying a business. And that's like mortgages you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like even even buying a, a residential place. You're going to buy a residential place. Mm -hmm. You're going to get it. Once you get it, it's going to appreciate-ish. Yeah. We also have inflation. So that's another argument that we could talk. Is it inflating or is our money just getting weaker? Mm. That's another conversation we could we could look at as well. But then when you get that, you also have to understand that the renter's market is not parallel to what you're paying as a mortgage mm -hmm. and all the other expenses that uh -huh. you have. So a lot of people are getting screwed right now. 100%. And I, to me, I don't understand the concept that if it isn't bringing in anything, mm -hmm. then it's not necessarily an asset yeah like, it's an asset in the the sense of you can borrow against it mm -hmm. which is great but there's also other things you could borrow against mm -hmm. and there's also other things that you could create that ultimately can have more value so if i am an entrepreneur yeah. and i know i could buy a piece of software that i have the capability to monetize on and scale it to a certain level where it could bring me a certain level of cash flow and i could also go to the bank and get a line of credit and have the ability to borrow to me that makes sense yeah but not everybody is like that. Yeah. So for me, commercial real estate makes sense because I could see something that we call cash flow. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I'm more interested in. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, you can have the equity portion of it, but that's if you need it. Mm -hmm. I like the cash flow thing. And you mentioned buying businesses. Mm -hmm. What did you mean by that? Can you break that down? So the thing that a lot of people don't know is I am not an advocate of people starting businesses. That's like, okay, yeah. I think that is a absolutely stupid concept unless you are solving a problem. Mm -hmm. If you are starting a business and you are not solving a problem, pointless. Why? Absolutely pointless. Why? Why? Because down. you can buy cash flow. Mm. There's people right now who have done what you've done, who are in the industries that you're in, and they are ready to leave. Mm -hmm. I read a book called Buy Them Build. Yeah. And in this book, it says that the baby boomers currently control 12 million businesses Jeez. in North America. Mm -hmm. They plan on retiring from 2013 to 2027. Mm -hmm. So that means a lot of businesses are going to be in escrow. Mm -hmm. A lot of businesses are not going to be passed on to their kids. Yeah. They have not groomed. A lot of business owners have not groomed their kids to take on the business. True. They told their kids to go to school and do something else. Yeah. So the kids are fucking firefighters. Yeah. No offense. Excuse my language. <laughs> but they're firefighters and they don't care about the business at all. Yeah. Meanwhile... There's another generation of people that are coming up and saying, yo, if I knew that I can buy somebody's business uh -huh. and get their current cash flow and get all of the financials and all of the notices of assessments that they paid for years, and now I own all of this intellectual property yeah. plus the cash flow of that business, why not? Mm -hmm. That's a smarter idea. So if you go and you buy the cash flow and then you buy the property, mm -hmm. that makes sense. Okay. If you have a job. And let's just say you and a family member or somebody that thinks like-minded, a friend, yeah. could come together and put your credit together. And buy this business. And buy the business mm -hmm. that has a cash flow. It already, it already has history. 100%. It's like right now, you're in podcasting. Yeah. Imagine if there's a podcast that's going out the door, but they have an email list of 100,000 people. Yo, that's valuable. Imagine yeah. you you might just be buying the business just because of the contacts and the intellectual property alone. Yeah. Not even talking about the fact that they probably have a bunch of subscribers on YouTube. That's valuable to you. 100%. That's the game. 100%. We just need to understand to play the game. So people are starting businesses. Like I, I see guys who are like, I want to start a detailing business. Yeah. When there's a guy who's 65 years old that has a detailing business a for 20 list. years yeah. with a customer list. Yeah. All you do is you take that business, you bring your customers to it, you enhance the level of that business, you scale back 
back on the expenses that they would have been currently spending on that business. Yeah. And now you can put it into your own pocket as a profit. Let's just say you can now, instead of your nine to five, you could go in and work that business. Uh-huh. So if they were paying a manager $80,000 a year, you could come in and say, I'm going to pay myself 50. Yeah. And now you can save the other 30, put it back into the business. Yes. Scale the business up. Business becomes more profitable. Yeah. Now you can go to the you're bank. you starting from zero. Of course. Now you could go to the bank and you could get an equity line against uh, whatever. You could get a business equity line of credit and... Mm. And then here you go. Now you got a business, you got cash flow, cash flow, you got a salary, and you have the ability to borrow. What's that book? One more time. Buy then build. Buy then build. Okay, that's definitely gonna be my uh, next. Read. Oh, that book is fine. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. And then it even talks about the financing aspect of it as well. Like, there's a lot of ways you can finance a build. So it's business. not like you have to have this cash. Up no, it's it's about understanding negotiations. Okay. Like a motivated seller, like when we're talking about the building. Yes. This is somebody who's looking to retire. Mm. So they got to do something. to work with you. Thank you. They mm. got to do something anyway. Yeah. So they have the asset. They want to get paid out for it. They get the money for the retirement. They're good to go. Yeah. The man, he gets his $3 million. <laughs> yeah. buy the building. He's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they want. People who are retiring right now are really, that's what they're thinking. So you think about business owners that are 60 years old. Yeah. Trust me, they're all looking to exit. Okay. And these are multiple businesses. We're, million. we're talking health agencies. We're mm. talking staffing agencies. We're talking, there's so many. All the things that we want to start. 100%. Jeez. Because actually, uh, don't quote me if I'm wrong on the stores, but uh, chapters, when they were emerging, they bought uh Barnes and Noble's email list. Mm -hmm. So they didn't have to start from 100% because of the same concept. It's a game. You got to be smart with it. Okay. So if you go start a business and you know, 90% of businesses fail, Mm -hmm. why wouldn't you buy a business that's already successful? Mm -hmm. Facts. Facts, 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 facts. That's like playing, that's like playing basketball and they saying, yo, you can go to this camp that scouts automatically look at yeah what are you gonna do go ncaa go juco do this do yeah. this do this what just go to the camp yeah just go to camp facts am i lying yeah facts facts that's facts, what i'm saying facts, facts facts okay so off camera we have a lot of talk about running a business versus hustling and our uh people tend to be stuck on hustling even myself a lot of times for sure what do you got to say about that and what does that mean so a business is how understanding the whole system of how an operation works. Okay. A hustle is really just thinking about you. Okay. So when people are are hustling, there's so much calm. Like you can hear when somebody's hustling. Mm-hmm. Because one, the number one thing I know when somebody's hustling is they're never willing to invest into their own business. Mm. Two, they don't understand the difference between gross income and profit. Mm-hmm. So they think because their business made money, they made money. Mm, it's not like that. It's an employee mindset mm-hmm. coming into a business equals hustle. Mm-hmm. Employee mindset coming into something where you can now monetize and you're we're working yourself. Mm-hmm. When you add those two, that equals hustle. So that's the difference between when you have a business, you have to think about all of the key things. You have to think about marketing. You have to think about what what's going into it, how much your you're operations. spending into it, your operations, how you're running your operations. Not every dollar that's made in that business belongs to you. It has to be allocated into certain things. Mm-hmm. And then now we're in a stage of business where people need to understand their analytics and their data. Okay. Not only did you sell that customer. How did you sell that customer? How often can you sell that customer? Because if I'm if I'm going to be real, like our businesses are very, very behind. Yes. And the reason why I say they're very, very behind is we don't even have the basic step of data. Other businesses have gotten the data. They've collected the data for years. Yeah. They've now monetized off the data. And now the next thing that they're investing hundreds of billions of dollars into is AI. Yeah. What yeah, is AI that? AI is going crazy. It's understanding how your customer spends money. Sooner or later, they're going to be able to sell the concept of the customer behavior. I know, that's crazy. People haven't even figured out, like some people, they're hustling so hard that they still haven't even figured out how to keep a customer or how to get a customer and keep it. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, to understand the behavior of that customer. Mm -hmm. Sooner, 
there's going to be mergers and acquisition managers that are going to buy businesses because they know their analytics so well. A Fashion Nova will know when you're yeah. going to spend money, yeah. how much you're going to spend, how often you spend on the website. They'll know every analytics so that customer becomes way more value into the lifeline of how successful that business is going to be. Fact. That's what they're investing in. Yeah. Meanwhile, we still haven't even gotten data. Yeah, we don't got any data. None. Yeah. People are running businesses on hope and a prayer that somebody's <laughs> gonna come the next day. Yeah, yeah. They don't know who their customer is, how to get a hold of their customer, bro. If you're only promoting on Instagram, you have no clue how to get a hold of your customer. Yeah. Because if I'm not on Instagram, I don't see your stuff. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're we're fighting against an algorithm. That's why, like, some of the videos that I made, I'm like, yo, if you don't have an email list, what are we doing, bro? Uh, it's not your platform. Yeah, exactly. It's their platform, exactly. and they're there to make money. And so, you're the product. And you're the product. Yeah. So you can't now think you're going to sell a product when you're the product in a network. Like It doesn't work like that. It doesn't that. work like that. Yeah. So now people need to understand that they need to get serious on the data that they're collecting. Because mm -hmm. if they're not collecting no data, they don't have no business. Okay, let me ask you a question. For the person that, you know, they haven't been collecting data, but they, they do have a quote unquote business. Where do they even start? Where do they start with the data? Yeah. They need to really start by sitting down and assessing what they value first. Okay. Because in terms of in terms in terms of are you doing this to solve a problem? Do you even care about your customers, bro? Mm. Because a lot of people like I know when I run a business, bro. Yeah. All I care about is the customer. Mm -hmm. Bro, I've had businesses that I've never promoted ever. Mm -hmm. Word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Got it to six figures. Mm -hmm. Word of mouth. How many people you know could run a business? Word, Word of, mouth. of mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people can't do that. Mm -hmm. Even my network marketing business. This was before social media. Yeah. I couldn't flex oh, yeah, and yeah, do yeah, all yeah. of that. That was before social media. Way yeah, before yeah, social yeah. media. Instagram came when I had my best year yeah. and I wasn't even on it. And you were going through, I remember that time. We were going through beer people yeah. because word of mouth. We knew how to run a good business. We knew how to get people excited to a certain degree. Yeah. So... Um, back to that question again. Uh, the, the, I was asking um, if someone were to start to get their analytics, where would they start? So they would start by first off getting the tools. Yeah. I think you would need tools in place to what understand. What type of tools are we talking about? I mean, first off, your financials. Okay. So the money that is coming in, if you have QuickBooks, yes. you got to make sure. Okay. And, and shout out to, to Ian. That's definitely yes. like he's an accountant that teaches people about bookkeeping. Okay. And that's somebody that, you know what I mean, they could tap into. He could show them a few things on how to. And it's funny because he actually used to work for a division of QuickBooks back yeah, in the day. Yeah, married to him. Yeah, so, yeah. so he understands the software and how it works. So okay. QuickBooks is definitely it. Having an email list is very essential. If yes. you have MailChimp, that's I probably, use Clavio. You yeah. use Clavio? Yeah. Clavio, MailChimp, any any one of these softwares. Okay. Um, so your financials, your like your receipts, what's coming in, your yeah. email list, your email provider, which is MailChimp's the Clavio. Yeah. I, I think um, a website. Yes. Very, very important. Website. So whether you're doing that with Shopify, Squarespace. Shopify's uh, killing it right now. Shopify's killing it right mm -hmm. now. You know what I mean? And they have a lot of plugin and apps and things that you can use. Yeah. Um, I do feel like there's another level of business that's about to scale. And I feel like this is where I come in to solve yes, that problem, yeah. which is mobile apps. Yeah. I feel like having a website is great, mm -hmm. but if you want to be effective and you have a business that wants to be quick, yeah. you have to think the way the big boys think. Exactly. Uber, you would never go on. Yeah, imagine um, Uber Eats. Yeah. Would you ever go home and then order your Uber Eats? No, you're going on your app. You do it on the go. Mm -hmm. So if you want speed, yeah. you need a mobile app. If you want speed and effective and quick and easy to maintain, even as somebody who is the business, yeah. to be able to see everything streamlining through one avenue, yeah. that's the next step. And every small business you think can utilize an app. 100%. I think in this whole Web3 space, yeah. every small business needs to come off of these platforms and build their own platform. Okay. And come off the Instagrams, maybe the, if you're in the media, YouTube. Yep. I think you should have it, but I think you should have something that's yours, yeah. that you own, that yeah. you can control, that you can reach your customers at any time. Yeah. If you have your own app, push notification is yeah. way more Effective. Effective than any other. It's almost as close as SMS, yeah, bro. Yeah, exactly. It's just as effective because if somebody 
Every, we all see our push notifications. The moment we look at our phone, we see that this company sent us a push 100%. notification. So if you are that brand and you're trying to promote something, that's the greatest way to get to your and, customer. And you're not fighting against an algorithm, which we all just fight way too hard exactly. like, for or against. This is yours. Now, every time you encounter somebody who isn't a customer yet, based on getting them on your ecosystem, yeah. you could guarantee that they could be a customer eventually. Yes. If I was going to buy a business, yeah. and I, I, I tell people, Build your business in order to sell it. Okay. Because that's how you know you're building it effectively. Oh, okay. Because if I'm going to buy a business, I want to know how many downloads you have per month. Because mm -hmm. now I could also tell how many potential customers you could have. Oh, okay, cool. Or how many potential customers you could reach out to. Mm -hmm. This is why your email list and your intellectual property and yeah. some of the data that you have is so important. Mm -hmm. The next thing that I would suggest people get is a loyalty program. Okay. Care about your friggin' customers, bro. Mm -hmm. They're what does not that look like? What does that look like? It's any form of incentivization for behavior. Okay. If you're gonna incentivize them to spend money with you, it shows that you care. Yeah. Nobody cares what you know or what you sell until they know how much you care. So for example, let's just break this down. Someone buys a, a black Zunurich sweater and mm -hmm. they get maybe 300 points and that goes on their a card of a black Zunurich card. And yep. It takes maybe 1200 points to get a free sweater. Mm -hmm. So now they're engaged. Yeah. Not only did you give them something, it's like it's like prime example. What are the brands that we love the most? Starbucks. Everybody loves Starbucks. Why? Yeah. Because Starbucks is giving you something every yeah. time you go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time you go there and you spend money, you Gas feel points. like your money. Gas points. Gas is a big points. One hundred percent. If somebody has American Express, yeah. Every time you travel, you I get see points. the bro air miles. Listen, <laughs> listen, air miles. yo. Even something as simple as American Express Lounge. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sick. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Everybody's flight is getting delayed in twenty twenty three, bro. Twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty one. Yeah. Now you're getting to a point where I don't care. Yeah. I'm in the American Express Lounge. Yeah. yeah. I'm meeting great people. Yeah. I've been in there once and I couldn't believe that this was in the airport. Bro. I, I didn't. I, I couldn't believe it. Giving you free drinks yeah, and all yeah. of this stuff you're like, Bro, line I like this. Yeah. <laughs> i like this like that's that's the level of understanding and the, the bigger enterprises understand these things they yes. understand loyalty mm -hmm. so having all of those key tools yeah are essential you can't it's not a wing and a prayer yeah. it has to you understand your kpis and understand how yeah. you are selling and how the customers are staying and coming back and it, it's just not about uh running your customers dry no, that means if you run them dry, you're going to be out of business. And yeah. that's the difference between hustling and running a business. Because running a business, you're thinking about how I can give Get back the to the yeah, yeah, customer exactly. and how I can invest back into the business to make the operation smoother, mm -hmm. to make it simple, mm -hmm. to make this thing move without me. Like you're thinking differently yeah. when you're running a business mm -hmm. versus if a hustle. A hustle is like, oh, how much did I make today? Mm -hmm. That's it. Facts, facts. How much am I making? So, so where do you, where else do you see that we're lacking as a community other than like our operations and our systems and understanding what a business is? Where else do you see we're lacking? Lack of intention. Oh, elaborate. We're not intentional people. Elaborate. <laughs> like we talk a great game about how we want certain things, equality and, and this and, and everything, which we deserve. Mm -hmm. But we need to be intentional about us for other people to be intentional about us. If you won't support a small business or if you won't go out of your way to support somebody that looks like you, yeah. where are we going to- What are we to, talking about? What are we talking about? We're always going to rely on another group to do something for us. Mm -hmm. And we say it so nonchalantly like, oh, we should do. Nah, you have to understand like the way my mind works is if imagine if every race tomorrow yeah. said nobody do business with blacks. Mm. We what would we do? Yeah, what would we do? Like, what would we actually do? Mm -hmm. You would realize so much stuff we don't have. Yeah. Fucking microwave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's so much stuff we do not have. A car. Yeah. Yeah, a car. Enough yeah. mechanics to deal with some of the big, dusty cars we like to drive. Yeah. Like, we're screwed. We would be screwed. Yeah. And people don't look at it like that. So... We say things, but we're not intentional about it. Mm -hmm. We're not intentional about our growth. Yeah. We're not intentional about our freedom. Yeah. We're not intentional about what the thing, the things that we want to create. We're not intentional about the next generation. No, because not. if we were intentional about the next generation, we would be spending less. Mm -hmm. And be so focused on what we were going to give to the next generation. Yeah. Let me tell you something about privilege. Privilege does not happen to the people that want it. Mm -hmm. Privilege happens to the people that thought about them prior. Mm -hmm. 
So if you want privilege, your kids are going to have it. Exactly. Not you. Exactly. Exactly. Not you. Exactly. I've accepted it. Yeah. I've accepted that, bro. Heinz Ketchup, the person who created it. Yeah. Yes, he saw some great things, but the real beneficiary of the great things that he's done yeah. is going to be his great great grandkids that inherit Same all with, of this. Um, Ford. Ford never Ford. reaped any um any fruits of his labor. One hundred percent. And his family. And his family did. And that's the mindset we need to have if we want to be intentional, mm-hmm. because I think sometimes. We talk the great game, but I'm in competition. Mm-hmm. To me, I'm nobody's I'm nobody's victim. Listen, mm-hmm. I'm competing with anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they black, Puerto Rican, this, white. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Because yeah. in my mind, I'm that good. Business is business. Business is business. Mm-hmm. I'm that good. I will figure out a friggin' way. Mm-hmm. If Madam C.J. Walker figured it out in 1920 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. as a black woman to live beside Rothschild, bro. Yeah. You can't tell me nothing. Yeah. At 2023. Yeah, exactly. Like, what are we talking about, Sway? So in my mind, that level of intention, because me personally, my goal, if anybody wants to ask me what my goal in life is, is before I fucking drop dead, Mm -hmm. I don't want to see our people in last place. Yeah. I'm tired of that shit. And we've been for a while. Because, bro, I've played basketball my whole life. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're the best fucking player on the team. Mm-hmm. Nobody remembers the motherfucker who never won championships, bro. Exactly. Nobody does. Mm-hmm. Can we put Iverson in the same conversation as Curry? Yeah, no, we can't now. Even yeah, if, can't. By, even yeah. skill wise, yeah. you probably could. No, we can't now. But because of the championships, you can. Yeah, you can. Because nobody wins when the family feuds. Yeah, exactly. Bro. exactly. If the team loses, we all lose. Mm-hmm. I don't care if I'm the nigga in the Bentley. Yeah. We're still losing. Yeah. So that's where we need to be intentional about everything in our life about growth. Mm-hmm. We that's have a, to be. And that's why I even killed the buzzword from uh, the Blacks and Nourish platform, uh, support black businesses. I killed that, that phrase. Oh, I, wow. I, I hate it. Oh, yeah. word. It's just it's <laughs> invest in black owned or invest in business if Ooh. it's good. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like don't that. invest if their business is trash. Yeah, I And agree. that goes for all races and all, anything. So that's the support thing. To me now, it sounds like a fucking charity Char- case. It's charity. I've yeah. been saying that for a while. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be a charity case. Nah. I want to say, okay, we're here. We're a little bit behind now, but yeah. we're, we're, we're playing this game. Want to run a good business. I want to run a good business. 100%. And I want to run, yeah, want to run a good business and that's point blank, period. And I, and I agree, just to even add to that point, I think we should compete on that level to run a good business. 100%. Because my, my number one rule in business, because I'm all for business ownership. Yeah. Um, and I'm all for black business ownership. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I all the way agree with black consumerism. Break that down. Because I know we talked about that. In the sense of, if you have a black business that only you're, you're only supposed to cater to black customers, mm-hmm. that is okay. I think that is a great concept. But I it's also- minimizing f- you in a certain way. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I also feel like, other races don't do these things. Yeah, I want us to go where the money's at. Exactly. If we know that we're last place and follow all the of greed. the follow, yeah, follow the money. Yeah. If, if we're last place, yeah. like this is logical. Let's just be logical yeah. for a minute. If we're last place and you're running a business and you're trying to get the support from the people who have the least amount of money, how successful do you think you're gonna be? Yeah, facts. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to rationalize that. But if I'm a black kid and I create Instagram, yeah. I'm getting everybody. Everybody, exactly. I'm getting all of the people who have the money. Mm-hmm. And money follow, follows value. It doesn't follow anything else. Yeah. Bro, when people want something from you, they're going to want something for you no matter what race you are. 100%. Because they're just going to realize that the value is within this and I need to be attached to that. 100%. So if we were building things like Calendly, which yes. a one of one, there is a black owner, I think, in, in one of the co-founders of Calendly, it's a big enough business that you bring value to everybody. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter what it, you it's are. It's solving a problem, like you said. If you start a business, it has to solve a problem. Mm-hmm. If not, don't worry about the business. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is doing it. It's okay. Yeah. Jeez. So a minute ago, you talked about if everybody stopped doing business with blacks, then what would we do? Driving, mechanics, microwaves, gone. And I know that we've talked a lot about um, diversifying what we think is business because mm. we occupy the clothing, we occupy the aesthetics, the nails, the lashes, the this, the that. Yeah. How can we diversify our minds to think about other types of businesses and what other types of businesses are there to think about? Mm. I think 
It's funny enough you ask that. That's a great, 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 great question. I look at it like this. The way I assess business is when you get into business, you start to become curious. Mm -hmm. I think our people need to be curious. Mm -hmm. Not just curious as to the money. Mm -hmm. We need to be curious as to how things work. Mm -hmm. Okay, how does oil come into this country? How do people make money on gas stations? Mm -hmm. How do how does hydro work? How does hydro work? Mm -hmm. How is it transferred? Mm -hmm. Where is... If they're saying that they're going to cut out all sales for every manufacturer for uh, gas-powered cars, where are all those charging stations going to come yeah. from? And what's the opportunity with that? Mm -hmm. Can I make a few kilowatts per per hour and make a profit on that? Can I get involved in those spaces? Mm -hmm. There's things that are changing yeah. that we can now get involved even, in. Even like our the charging stations that are, yep. we're going to need a lot. We're going to need charge. a lot more. Yeah, like when we more. say a lot more, a lot, a more. lot more. Yeah. And who's going to do those? People that are thinking mm -hmm. about business. And curious. 2026 is around the corner. To tell people that you're going to stop manufacturing all gas-powered cars, yeah. that would mean there would be a crazy height of EVs that come into the market. Yeah. That means all of a sudden that that shift of, let's just say right now there's only maybe 8% of people that drive EVs. Uh -huh. That means that 8% is going to jump to about almost yeah. like 40 to 50% yeah. of people in, in a the short nation. time span. In a short time span. Mm -hmm. That means there's a lot of electricity going to be produced. Mm -hmm. That means like Warren Buffett said, that energy will be the largest transfer of wealth mankind will say. He was he said that almost, I'm going to say 12 years ago. Jeez. That's crazy. Jeez. We're not even going to see it yet. Yeah. Jeez. He was saying that for 20 years later. Yeah. And those are things that we need to pay attention to. When you start to pay attention to how business works, yeah. you start to understand that there's problems in little gaps of things that we do, mm -hmm. which provide massive opportunity. Mm -hmm. So just thinking about logistics, like a lot of people will open up a store when stores are dying. Yeah, no, no. When logistics is going through the roof. Yeah, exactly. 3PL is yeah. going through the roof. Yeah. So there's so many things and there's so many ways to make money, yeah. not even just make money, to build a business and create value that we're just not paying attention because we're not playing the game of business and understanding it the way we should. Mm -hmm. Look at everything. And we're not paying attention to the things we use. Yep. We're being intentional about yes. the things we use. We're just consumers. Yep. And we're the product. Mm -hmm. So if we, I feel like if we pay attention to these things, then we'll have these type of questions, which then we can find answers. Exactly. You know? If you could write the, if you could ask the right questions, you could get the right answers. One hundred percent. Because like even think about it, like uh, this pandemic, my mom was always in an office space downtown, right? Mm. And when the pandemic was going on, she was lucky enough she didn't lose her job or anything like that. They just worked from home, mm -hmm. and it was it was groundbreaking information for her legal firm because they did studies and they had analytics that you know uh, the productivity was way up with everybody working from home. Wow, way up, right? So now they have obviously their uh, firm probably leased these buildings. So they're like, what the hell do we do now that things aren't opening? So they only go back once a week now. Mm -hmm. But moving forward, I was like, mom, it's a little bit scary because now they don't need these offices and then you guys can work from home. So that's good for you right now. Mm -hmm. But what stops them from now getting the worker from India? Yeah. <sighs> it's one step closer. One step closer because now they don't need you in the office. Mm -hmm. And now the worker from India is just going to manage the AI software exactly. that talks to the customer anyway. Exactly. And that that just goes back to like you uh, saying that we got to be more curious. Yeah. And that's how I was like, you know what? That There's a problem there or there's a, something I see that could be a little bit of a problem, but we got to maneuver it some way somehow. It's <laughs> talking deep. We got it to India. And there's other emerging markets yeah, that there's are other emerging. emerging markets. It could be India. It could be wherever, but yeah. it, it's, it doesn't have to be here for way cheaper. Yep. Way, way cheaper. cheaper. Bro, it's like 6000 a year. Exactly. It's like 9000 a year. Exactly. So wherever my mom gets paid. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Speaking about all the small, small, how we can be better with our small business, you have something called Alpha Apps. And yes, sir. you showed it to me a couple of days, uh, what you're working on. I was like, it's, it's, it's over. You couldn't sleep. Eh? I couldn't sleep. <laughs> it's over. I'm like this, not okay. It's innovative. Yes. Cool. 
But the way that you can have access to your client, your customer, your supporter mm -hmm. was the one thing that's I've I've I'm losing sleep over. I'm like, <laughs> I need this. <laughs> I need to get on this and I need to know more and I can't waste wait till you talk about it and it's finally out here. Yeah. So so I'm I'll I'll give you like kind of like a a playback on uh, where all of that stuff came into play. Cool. So, so I've always been in business for the most part B two B. B two B sales has always been my thing. Even in in ACN, I was yes. always dealing with business owners, and that was kind of my thing. Uh, then I got into business lending, mm -hmm. and going into business lending, you start to understand a little bit more about people's businesses and how they operate people's businesses. In 2018, I started realizing that a lot of people that were coming to us for money mm -hmm. didn't have a money problem. They just had an operations problem. They just didn't know how to operate their business. Mm -hmm. So for us, what me and my partner were, were doing in 2018, 2019, were, we were looking for software to purchase mm -hmm. because we seen what QuickBooks and some of these other companies were doing. And we're saying, okay, if we know that a lot of the solutions are going to come from software, then we need to get involved in yeah. software. Yes. And through that, we invested in a few software channels that I'm going to speak of now. Alpha apps came about because we currently, we connected with a, a developer and the developer showed us that this was something, we actually created a software first yeah. that I'm going to talk about later. And when we realized that this was something that could support the businesses right away and make the thing that we created just way more effective. Yes. So what Alpha Apps is, is we've created a platform that people can, and, and this is the thing about software before I even get into that. The thing about software that the biggest problem that we're essentially solving in, in this instance is software takes time. Yes. And it is friggin' expensive. expensive. Yeah. So for you to develop an app, you could be looking at upwards of fifty to a hundred thousand dollars, and you could be looking at almost a year, a year and a half, and then the QA period is going to take some time, and then there's going to be bugs, and then you're going to have to reinvest certain things mm -hmm. and change how the layouts are, and there's just so many headaches that come with that. Mm -hmm. So what we did is we created a software which is a build it, do it yourself platform mm -hmm. where people can build their own apps for a fraction of the time at a fraction of the cost. Mm -hmm. So if somebody it's like said, a drag and drop kind of thing, it's literally like a Shopify for mobile apps. Jeez, simplified. Yep. Jeez. Okay. If somebody wanted to build their app right now, it could cost them as low as $350 a month to have a mobile app and as high as $750 for an intricate app. app. And that's nothing. Like a high advanced app that could cost them hundreds of thousands yes. of dollars. And that's downloadable on, will, will yep. be downloadable on yep. all the app stores. One, one, once they publish it, it's downloadable on iOS and Google Play. Just like that. Just like that. Jeez. Publishing it could take as quick as depending on how it is, mm -hmm. um, a week mm -hmm. or a day. It's really up to it's really up to the user at the end of the day. Okay. Or so the person creating it. What okay, so I'm a small business. Um let's say I'm let, let me just shoot a scenario at you. Let's say I'm a cleaning business. Yeah. Why would I need an app? So for let's just say for a cleaning business, if you had a way to market, because a lot of people a cleaning business is very funny. It's yeah. either they're marketing, what's the channel that they're bringing it to? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the thing about the internet is you market and it's supposed to take it's supposed to take attention into consideration. Oh, yes, exactly. That's essentially what marketing is. Yeah. You go from, hey, I'm attention, I'm telling you what I do, and I show you what I do consistently until that becomes consideration. Hmm. And then the consideration is when you could get a sale. Okay. So what ends up happening is there's a funnel process. Yeah. And in that funnel process, the biggest issue that most people have is their funnel process is broken. Yeah. So if your funnel process is through a website, but you don't check your website consistently, or you don't check your email consistently, or your funnel is through, hey, a phone call, but you might not get the phone call, then there's a lag there. Okay. A cleaning business could do the exact same thing that Starbucks is doing. Mm -hmm. the where loyalty. yeah well have you ever called starbucks to order your coffee no never <laughs> have you ever used the app uh starbucks app yeah uh, I don't, i'm not a starbucks person oh, but sorry. I know, yeah i know a lot of people that do but most people uh, who yeah. are starbucks fans yeah. are using the app. yeah they do actually so if you're a cleaning business right now the first thing you want to know is how to get the customer yes so if you ever go to a trade show or if you're ever going to an event and you're telling them hey i have a cleaning business da, 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 da. here download my app for any future cleanings 
This is where you can see the prices, our quotes, all of that. So it could show them everything about you in a click of a button versus, hey, what was that person's name again? Yeah, yeah. What was their Instagram page again? I don't remember the name of their business. Now you have the app. Yeah. And now with that person over there, whenever you have a deal or whenever you have a promotion or whenever you have products that you want to sell, you can do a push notification and it could go right there. Whenever you have another trade show or event, you can literally put it in the front page of your app. So when people are going on your app, they can see all of the stuff that you got going Mm -hmm. on. And this allows you to have a better transaction with the business. And now let's talk about the business owner. Yeah. Now, instead of you getting phone calls that you're missing all day, you see all of this when you log onto your app in the morning. You know Jeez. exactly what your your program is going to be. Yeah. This is now your business. Yeah. Your business could run simply. Let's use a restaurant as an example okay. as well. With a restaurant, they're always looking at getting customers in consistently. They always have new things on the menu that they want to shout out to their customers and let their customers know that they have. A picture on Instagram is not going to do it, but a push notification will. Exactly. Because that push notification, well, let's say uh, on Instagram, a restaurant has 20,000 followers. Mm -hmm. And you obviously, again, the algorithm, you're fighting against the algorithm. I don't see a restaurant going, um, getting crazy engagement. Mm -hmm. On Instagram, yeah. But let's say they have that twenty thousand, or they don't even have to have twenty thousand mm-hmm. on that. They let's say they have let's say seven thousand on the app. That's seven thousand people getting that push notification. Yep. And this is the difference between followers and actual people who download your app. I tell people all the time: if you have eighty thousand followers on Instagram, you have eighty thousand preers. Yeah, <laughs> you have eighty thousand FOSS people. Ice. <laughs> Just eyes. Yeah. If you have 3,000 downloads, yeah. you have 3,000 customers. Yeah, exactly. And that's the big difference right there. That's the biggest difference. So I don't care how big your Instagram following is. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean nothing. I want to know how many downloads you have. True. Because uh, the type, downloads is customers. Well, what type of uh, analytics are on the back end? Oh, you can see it all. Yeah. like You can see what... You can even see how long people spend on certain pages, especially with a podcast like you. Let's yeah. just say you have... um. Let's just say you put somebody in your directory. You could see how long they spend when they're looking at that person's that, information. That's what I got excited They about. click, yeah, yeah. they do all of this stuff. Like every movement in the app, there's an analytic um, metric for mm-hmm. that you can see. And that solves our problem as a community mm-hmm. of what we said earlier that we not, we're not paying attention to analytics. Yep. Now we have an app that can, okay, you don't know where to start. You don't know what mm-hmm. to Google. You don't know what to research. Okay, no, don't worry. This alpha app, thing mm-hmm. that's coming does it all for you exactly for as low as mm-hmm. 350 dollars a month 100 i know people who have nail salons and their customers still call them Jeez. what are they calling i could book on the app and i'll see you there yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. just wasting my time like what am i calling you for bro yeah. and some and this is the thing when you're on the go you always forget to call your barber you call your thing bro listen my barber i haven't ever since he got booksy yeah i haven't called him yeah and it's lovely yeah. because I know I'm going to book it and yeah. I'm going to see him there. Yeah, exactly. I put it on my schedule. It's on my calendar. I don't have to call him like, remember, oh, what day was it again? Yeah. No, I don't have to do none of that. Yeah. So now you book it, boom. And it's easy for him because he knows who's coming. Yeah. He knows, oh, I have to get this person ready for this, that, 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 mm-hmm. that. If you are somebody that has a hair salon, if you're somebody who has this, you can manage everything through your app. And, here, and what, you're not double booking anymore. Never. <laughs> and here's the best part about that skill. Now, if you are a business owner and you have that type of traffic, yeah. it could be off of you. Yeah. Because exactly. now I know the leads are coming in. I could just hire another barber and let them do the yes. work. Yes. Because the work is coming. Oh, yeah, the, work, the work is coming in. <laughs> yeah. So when the work comes in, that's how simple it is. Jeez, and that's how you could scale your business. 100%. Because you have all the analytics. 100%. Again. And now I could put directories <laughs> on, hey, which person do you want to do your stuff with? And yeah. that could all be through my app. Okay. And let's talk about the Alpha Coin. Yeah. Because I feel like now hearing the Alpha app, the Alpha Coin comes right. It's, it's, it just goes like this. 100%. <laughs> so explain that. So Alpha Coin is a loyalty management software that we've created. And what we've done is with the analytics for every app that we build for every business, we have an API plugin that allows them to sign up for AlphaCoin in within their app. Okay. So if somebody wanted to sign up for AlphaCoin, they could go to Black is the New Rich and there would literally be a section for loyalty. 
Okay. And in that loyalty, they could literally sign up in there. And get rewards. Yeah. And they could get rewards. Whatever rewards you're willing to give them mm-hmm. for purchase. And obviously there's tiers. Yeah. And you get to decide which tiers you're willing to give. So there's yeah. there's um there's silver, gold, and diamond. Yes. And for silver, gold, and diamond, you get to decide what you want to give them for silver, gold, and diamond. Mm-hmm. So if somebody gets two thousand points and they have a diamond membership, they'll come up to you and be like, Hey, I'm ready to redeem my diamond membership. And you're like, Oh, for a diamond membership, you get a black as the new rich book. Yeah. Boom. Done. And let's say I'm a I'm a customer and I'm in the uh, loyalty program. I can go to any business that's in this program and redeem uh, mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. <sighs> for whatever for whatever they want. Jeez, groundbreaking. Yep, groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know we're talking about this uh, maybe a month ago. I don't know. Maybe you'll have the exact number. Um, Canada is built up of percentage of small businesses. Uh, right now, they said it was, I think it's 2.4 million small businesses. 2.4 million small yeah. businesses. Yeah, it's like two two 2.4 to 3 million small businesses and medium-sized businesses is uh, roughly a little bit and smaller this, than and that. And this type of system is not even close to here yet. Yeah, no, it's not. We're early. Jeez. We're very, very, very How early. do you plan on like spreading the word? Yeah. <laughs> Other than this, like, how do you- oh, we 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 have we have multiple methods that we use. Like currently, right now, we have a lead generation cool. type situation. So we're doing a lot of lead generation. We're doing a lot of email marketing. Um, in terms of Google and Facebook, yeah. we're doing campaigns where we we do a try okay we do a try campaign yes. so we're forcing a bunch of businesses to hey try to build it yourself yeah and then contact us mind you we also build it for the customer if they don't want to build it themselves okay so that's just an extra fee or something. that is an extra fee so yeah. like for the smallest package is like 3500 the yeah. middle package which is more enterprise app is the professional package that's more like 7k yeah. and then 15k for the highest yeah yeah like if somebody wanted to create like almost like a mini uber type situation oh, we could yeah. create that, that's we could create that for them Jeez, that's big time. So yeah. we have the uh, alpha apps coming, alpha coin coming. When can we expect this? Is there a specific date? So uh, alpha apps is live. It's live. Yeah. So we can start signing up right now. Yeah. And build our app as well. Yeah. Where let people know where they can at least check this out so right now. You could go on www.alphaapps.ca. Okay. And you can literally start playing around with templates okay. right away. Okay. Like you can see how it works. You can plug your your logo into it. Uh, we have our contact on there, like our, our email. If you want to email us, if you have any questions or if you want to set up a call, like you could easily just email us and then we, we could get things going. So to play around with your app and uh, let's say build it, is that free and then to publish it you, you you'll start to pay yeah so when you publish it you'll start to pay a monthly Smart. unless you want us to build it then we will charge of course you the upfront but we can build it i can go in there black is new rich starting uh, i can start yep. building it and as yep. soon as i want to publish it i'll start paying yeah Oh, that's smart. Yeah, that's smart. That's smart. So what's crazy is we're actually doing a promotion in January okay, from cool. now, from now and in January. What, what's it about? Uh, we're gonna build people's apps for free for thirty really? days. Really, for thirty days? Yeah, that's it. That's thirty it. days. Just you thirty get days. Intricate apps, medium, like mm-hmm. medium level, small level. Mm-hmm. Thirty days. Thirty days. All they would have to do is just take care of their their monthly, obviously. And yes. Then, uh, but their build fee will will take care of it for free. Wow. Okay. I hope that doesn't go a lot uh, over a lot of people's heads that you can get your app built for free for 30 days. Amazing. Amazing. So listen, I want to ask you a couple questions that I ask everybody on the podcast. And the first one is what is the best advice that you received? And what is the worst advice that you I received? knew he was going to ask? Me. <laughs> I knew it. I'll find the whole time. I'm like, what's the worst? <laughs> what is the worst? Like, what is it? Um, Shit, best advice, yeah. honestly, was the way you do anything is the way you do everything. Ooh, elaborate on that. Because it's so funny how in life you always think like, oh, I'm going to kind of like slack off here, yeah. and but I'm serious here. Yeah. It's like, no, nah, the way you do anything is really how you do everything because mm-hmm. you will show up. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't matter. Bars. Eventually, you will show up. 100%. So that is one of the greatest advices that yeah. I've probably got. And I live by that. The way you do anything is the way you do everything. 100%. And the worst? You don't have to say any names. The, wor- the worst is be patient. Elaborate. I know. I had to elaborate <laughs> on that. Oh, yo, we uh, always get into it about being- <laughs> I, I, I have to elaborate. I say be patient yeah. in terms of the outcome. 
but don't be patient in terms of the activity. Thank you. Work yo, today yo, like yo, yo. you need it, it to happen now, today. Now. And that's how I move how in I terms of consistency, yeah. in terms of um, drive yeah. and focus. Like it, it's not, don't get me wrong, it's a weird, weird way to live sometimes because you're almost like living on a deadline. Yeah. But, but honestly, that's what it requires. We're behind. Yeah. What are we being patient for? And that's where you I know kinda, what I'm saying. Like, what? What? And what? We're behind. I'm. I, I tell people be patient about the outcome. Yes. Fair. Fair. But don't be patient on the activity. No. Push. <laughs> you push, can't. push. 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 COVID made us very patient. Yeah. It made us even more patient. Yeah. Because I I catch myself sometimes saying, "Oh, it's not ready. Oh, I can't do that yet. Yeah. Oh, I should probably wait." And then it just it murders me because I just feel like I'm not me. Yeah. And that's why I think like the worst advice I get is sometimes be patient. Because sometimes when you get, when you hear it, like, oh, you got to be like, be patient about the outcome, mm -hmm. but never be patient about the activity. Bro, 100%. Work like you need it to happen today. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, literally. Shit. All right. So on the show, we obviously, we love to make predictions. So, and I know Junior has uh, his a special outlook on something. So in five years, I want to play this uh, back and yeah. I'll be like, Junior. You did say that you're gonna do that. Where do you see yourself in five years? Yeah, let me let me put on my tape, boys. <laughs> I'm gonna be on the yacht. In five years, hundred million dollar evaluation for the Alpha, Alpha Pack Financial. Uh, hundred million dollar evaluation. You yeah. said it right now. Five years prior. Yeah. Is there a reason why you didn't say a billion? <laughs> <laughs> it might be a billion yeah. I just don't want to blow people out the water uh, too quick okay, you can't, okay, can't let them okay. know it could be okay it could be a billion in five and a half okay <laughs> okay who knows yeah. okay. all I'm saying is that nine figures is going to be attached to the name but fair. in five years for sure fair 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 and um, anything else going on in five years that you see or is this like your main sole purpose and this is what you're locked in oh nah marriage kids yeah yeah, me and Bay will definitely have it have it going on by then. Cool. Um, definitely wanna. I, I I told her I was like, bro, listen, like after World Cup, let's, after we go to the next World Cup, yeah, after that, let's, let's start laying. This is that. What do you want? You want back an army? to back? Um, I don't want an army, bro. I like. <laughs> I, I want to be very intentional about how I raise my kids. It's not even just going to be ah, oh, just lay a bunch of kids. Yeah. I want them to be able to handle what I'm willing to leave over. Yes. So I want to be able to the take the time. Responsibility has to be there. 100%. I want to be able to take the time and really teach groom them. them and teach them. So I would say three would be my max. Okay. I'm more like on the two. Two. Okay, five, fair. And know? obviously more than one. Yes. More than one. Yes, yes. No, only child is, is, is dangerous. It is dangerous. Though. It is dangerous. It's very dangerous. Though. <laughs> it's very, yeah, no. Okay, okay, okay. So five years, I, I 100 mil to a billion. I, I Yo, honestly... First of all, I want to say thank you for coming. Man, thank yeah, you for I've having been, me, bro. I, I've been I've been wanting this interview for a very long time. <laughs> I remember I saw I, I saw you at Collision and we we're like, bro, you need to get on. I was like, bro, yeah, trust me. Yeah, just wait. I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, because honestly, like you uh, it, like in my I think you're a brilliant mind and you have a lot to offer, not only our community, but the world. Right? Yeah. Because you're always thinking, you're always uh learning, educating yourself. And, and like, you know, you're just always thinking ahead and that's, that's what we need as a community and 100%. And I, and I can say that about yourself as well. Cause I, I got to give you your props. I remember us having a meeting at the beginning of the year when we had our men's meeting and yes. you said you were going to make this happen yeah. and you said the things that you were fearful about and the things that you wanted to overcome and to see 50 plus episodes in bro yeah, yeah. bro i'm thank proud you, of you, you thank bro you, thank you, like i'll be looking at you like i'm like yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm seeing you get better every single time you yeah. and the, the the team just yeah. the content is getting better the ideas are getting better yeah. and bro you have what it takes right now honestly like you are the best podcaster coming out of Toronto right now. Thank you. I appreciate that. And 100%. You know, and you know, like... Uh, Especially in our community. Yeah, you, yeah. You yeah. talk to me. Like, <laughs> Thank you. I, yeah, I appreciate yeah, that. Because, you know, like, yes, I'm, I'm humble about it and stuff like that. But, like, I want to be, or we want to be the best thing Canada's ever seen I, when, when it comes to this media stuff. It's done. And not, not even, like, like 
obviously we don't go for shock value and bullshit here right yeah so i want this to be purposeful because ultimately like you said earlier like people should build a business and to walk away later and i don't want to be the face of this forever 100 you know what i'm saying i plan to walk away maybe there's another host maybe there's a Mm. bunch of channels because i see this as the revolt of canada oh i like that you know what i'm saying like just a media company (laughs) you know revolt speaking into existence what's your five year yeah five revolt revolt I, I don't I don't put a number on it like yet, it. but like that's what the goal is because I like it. I'm always paying attention to who's doing podcast shows in the city mm-hmm. and the ones that are doing it. I want to get this platform big enough so they can respect a partnership. Oh, I got you know, you. So I have a couple of mine. Uh, I'm not going to say them yet. Yeah, we're not yeah. going to expose it yet. Yeah, you know, just got to keep it in But mind. I'm just kind of looking at their work ethic, see how consistent they are. And then when, I, when this is on a level, then mm-hmm. we can start making those type of deals. 100%. Jeez. Nah, I like that. <laughs> and I like uh, that. let everyone know where they can contact you, where they can, yeah, any sort of contact information that they should have from you, let them know. Okay. So if they want to reach out uh, email wise, they can reach out info at alphapackhub.ca. Yeah. Um, they can always go on the website and try certain things out. Yes. On www.alphaapps.ca. I'll plug that. Um, if they want to reach out on Instagram, my Instagram is JR underscore alpha pack. Okay. Dope. Yeah. Any last words for the people? Man. Um, 2023 can be your worst year or your best year. It's just really based on what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think that they're not in control. But one thing that I do want to leave with everybody watching this podcast is the biggest lie the devil ever told you was that you weren't in control. Because the biggest gift that God ever gave us was the ability to have choice. Yes. That was his greatest gift. Mm -hmm. The moment they let, you let somebody else take that from you, you're you're disrespecting God. Mm. You are now shutting him out of your life. The moment you believe somebody else has the choice over you. 100%. He's giving you the greatest gift don't make him look stupid for giving you that gift. Take your life into your own hands. If there's something you don't like, you have the ability to change it. If you don't like how you look physically, you can change it. If you don't like where you are mentally, you can change it. If you don't like where you are emotionally, you can change it. If you don't like where you are financially, you can change it. 100%. These are in your control because he has given you power. But you have to understand and remember who much is given, much is required. 100%. So let's make 23. Let's make that Jordan year the best year ever, baby. All right. That's a wrap. Bro. Chill.